Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Welcome back, everybody, to the Level Up podcast, where our goal is to give you the insights and the tips and the tools that we've used through the years in coaching agents to to actually show you how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And today, I wanted to talk with you about a conversation that you've heard Greg and I talk a lot about, which is building confidence in your conversations. We know that confidence is key. It's it's really the critical part in any um, sales position to really find a high level of success. But in real estate, it's super super important. Um, and in a market like we're in right now, where you know we're in extreme sellers market in most parts of the country right now, what that means is the conversation is constantly changing. And when conversations change, then we have to change. But it means that maybe there's some new things that we're hearing, or at some point there's going to be some new things that we're hearing clients and consumers say. So we have to continually up our game so that we keep that confidence level in our conversations. You know, if you think about some of the things that go into why we we lack confidence in some scenarios, it's because we're not really plugged in. We're kind of just, you know, we, we're on the we're on the outskirts of the conversation. Maybe we maybe we understand a little bit of it, but we're not really plugged in. So I want to share with you a few things to show you how to get plugged into your real estate conversations so that you can be as effective as possible. If you think about getting plugged in, you know, I, I my, myself personally, I can imagine myself being in scenarios where maybe I'm with or I'm going to be with a group of people who I don't really know that well. Like I'm not, uh, it's kind of an outer circle or maybe friends of friends of friends. And so, you know, you kind of think, all right, well, what's this group have in common? What are some things that maybe I can expect to be talking about? Maybe even Google a couple topics because, you know, all right, I know a few people are going to be there and they're going to be interested in this. So you, you can get some information to feel a little bit more comfortable. But the information you get might be from reading a couple of articles an hour before you go into this group setting and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to wing it. And that's okay in those scenarios because you might not have a lot of time to prepare. You want to be able to relate to them, but you probably don't feel super confident in those conversations. And if your real estate business is like that, then one, your job is probably going to be a lot more stressful than it needs to be. And two, you're going to be a lot less impactful. When you go into that that room that's a group of your friends or people that you know well or you're really in tune with, um, you know, you all have similar interests, then you go in and you feel like you own the place. You're very confident. Your conversations flow. You're able to connect very well with other people. And that's the goal for your real estate business. So we want to talk about how to get you plugged in and make sure that you're able to really be as efficient and effective in your communications as possible. So let's talk about the five ways or the five steps that are involved in this in specific to your real estate business. Number one, to get plugged into um, your business and your market right now, you have to understand your numbers, okay? You should be running, in my opinion, you should be running in your real estate business right now, numbers on a daily basis, a weekly basis, 
a monthly basis and a year-to-day basis. Now, you can choose the metrics that you want to know, but remember, there's a couple types of indicators that we're looking for. There's leading indicators. There are lagging indicators when we're looking at the numbers. Leading indicators are things like in in real estate, think about um, new listings, new listings coming on. If there's new listings coming on and they're trending higher, you know, each week they're going up and every day you start seeing them going up. And then over a course of three or four months, you start seeing those go up. That's a leading indicator that there's the potential for more transactions to happen, more inventory. Now, what you what you interpret from that can be completely different. You could say, well, we need inventory. So that's actually going to be a good thing. We're going to be absorb it. Or if we're in a different type market, then you can actually say, wow, we're actually adding more inventory and we already have a month enough. So those leading indicators tell you or give you some insight into what potentially could happen down the road. Kind of gives you a glimpse into the future. Another one would be days on the market. Days in the market tells us, all right, is it taking longer to sell properties? Then that can be a leading indicator of, all right, in the future, we may see properties that end up having to um, adjust their price, or maybe buyers are putting in lower price or lower priced offers. Leading indicators tell you about the future. The lagging indicators are things like sold properties. Lagging indicators are going to tell us what's already happened and let us then gain some insight along with the leading indicators to to make predictions about what happens in the future. They're both very important. And I'd include both types of metrics in in what you're you're recording on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, but understanding the difference in the two is very important. So first step is get plugged in and know your numbers within the market. Very, very important in any business and especially in real estate. The second part is, You really have to, this is a people business. It's a people business and it's a game of confidence. So we have to have a lot of conversations with people. If for no other reason in markets where we're kind of that extreme market or there's the potential for things um, to change, which it seems like in the real estate business, we're always on the way up, on the way down. And the time that we're kind of in the middle is seems really, really short. And so we're always heading in one direction or another, which means at any time, things can change. So you want to be able to have as many contacts as possible because there's no better indicator. There's no better way to plug into the market than by having conversations with the consumer. We can have all of the conversations with each other that we want. We can look at all the data. We can, you know, make predictions. We can, you know, talk about all these things amongst ourselves. But the reality is we get the best information on what's happening in the market by talking with the consumer. They educate us on what their interpretation is. They educate us on what they're hearing, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and what their moves are going to be. So you put the numbers together. And then you start having a lot of conversations with people. And now you get a glimpse into what's really happening in the market. So it's very important that you increase the amount of people that you're talking with because they are, they're that little window into what's really happening in the market. And you want to have that window open as much as possible in all markets, but especially in these transitioning markets. Okay. Step three is in those conversations, there's no doubt 
even when you're an experienced agent, there's no doubt that you're going to come into, you're, you're going to discover some learning opportunities. And learning opportunities are essentially scenarios where you probably didn't answer a question as well as you would have liked. Maybe you kind of stumbled around it. Maybe you weren't as smooth as you wanted. Maybe you didn't get your point across on a topic or on a, um, on a part of the subject as clearly as you wanted. And now that actually offers you an, an opportunity to improve. So you have conversations and those conversations then allow you to find the gaps, the little, the little gaps in your business where, man, I need to improve that. Like, I, I don't think I communicated that correctly to them. Okay. Now those opportunities are great. Don't see them when you finish the conversation as something where I messed that up or I screwed that up or, oh gosh, I didn't feel comfortable. Those are gifts. Those are opportunities for us to, you know, actually write that down. You finish your call, you finish your appointment and say, you know what, here's the scenario. Where did I get stumped? Where did I, where did I feel like I kind of messed that up or, or maybe where did I, I just don't, didn't even know what the conversation was about. Where do I need to learn more? about my craft, about my business. Write those down. Those opportunities are gifts. We identify them in conversations all the time, but a lot of times we finish the conversation and we're just relieved to get through it. And so we don't want to think about it anymore. And if you do that, I will promise you, it's going to come up again down the road. These are consumer conversations. There's only so many of them. And so you're going to have to address that again in the future. And if the goal is to become confident in that the next time, then we have to record it, write it down and know, all right, we've got some work to do on that. That's step three. Number four, you have to access the, your, your, um, your training or your coaching or your skills to get through that objection, that part of the conversation that you weren't comfortable with, you have to go and find, you have to go leverage some coaching or some training or some information. Because if you got stumped on it, it means that you've got two options. You can go and just try to figure out like how to be better the next time. Um, you could, you know, write out some ways that maybe it would sound better. But what I would suggest for you is in this you know, in this day and age, there's, you have so much access to the content that you can have in that conversation to be really, really good at it. Just go access that from someone else, because there's really no original conversations left. Um, most of the scenarios everybody's been through, and you can, you can go in, in so many different places to be able to get a better way to handle that, or a better understanding of the conversation, or maybe a better way to communicate it. So once you've identified that you've got some opportunities there, then the next step is to go find out, all right, who am I listening to? Who do I believe, you know, fits with myself in terms of my, my um, conversation style or my communication style, and then be able to access them for, all right, how do I handle this next time? Maybe it's in a coaching video. It could be something from um, a, a conversation that you've had in the past and you've recorded yourself, Sam. It could be from a partner in your office. But you have to go identify, how am I going to improve on this part of my business, on this part of my conversation? Because without that, 
then we're going to we're going to come across it again in the future. And that's going to make the learning curve for getting really, really productive at this. Uh, it's going to take longer to get through that learning curve. Then the last step is you have to commit to some action to eliminate that, that challenge or to gain the confidence that you're looking for. So if you imagine, this is what happens a lot of times, I believe. You're making contacts, you're having conversations, there's something that you don't feel 100% confident in and you identify it. Well, then we take the next step and we say, okay, you know what? I need to find somebody that can help me with this. And we find them. And then maybe we role play it. Or maybe we actually get them to send us, you know, an email here. What would you say in this scenario? How would you have handled it? And they send that. You go, okay, I've got this. And you role play it once with them. Maybe you go through it a couple of times and, and read through it. And you go, you know what? That makes sense. And then you put it away. And so you got this very, very surface level understanding of the conversation, the dialogue, the objection handler, the smokescreen handler, whatever it is. You've got a very surface level understanding of it. That's like going into that party, that group of friends of friends of friends, and just have maybe you Googled an article about what they're interested in and you hit the highlights. And then on the way in, you're like, okay, I remember this and this topic. And then you go in and you try to have a conversation feeling really comfortable and really confident, but you don't really understand it. That's the same thing as going into your business and hearing how to handle something, how to get better at something, and only going over it a couple of times. You have to commit to action in really saying, you know what, I'm not going to have this come up again. If this comes up again, I'm going to invite it because I know this response so well. I understand this topic so well. I'm so comfortable and confident in having a conversation about this that I actually am going to invite that into you know, the conversations that we have because I wanna be able to demonstrate what I've learned. That takes time though. You actually have to take that list of things that you need to learn and then go spend time learning them. Now, here's the upside. If you do that, I promise you eventually, you do that consistently and all of a sudden, after six months to a year of doing this continually, then you're gonna realize, you know what, I'm not there's not very many scenarios that come up anymore where I don't feel really comfortable in this game of real estate. There's not many scenarios that come up where I feel like I'm stumped, where I feel like I can't communicate, where I feel like I'm not in control of the conversation. So the upside is huge, but these five steps are really, really critical in any one of them that you kind of, you know, you kind of slide by um, in, in you don't put into action is going to, it's going to make it a lot longer before you feel really good about the conversations that you're having. So in this market, confidence is key and use these five steps so that you can continue to improve your conversations and your conversions. Um, if you want any additional information, I had mentioned earlier in, um, in the conversation, um, Real Estate Sales Solutions, we've got some great courses on that website. Go ahead and, and check that out. And, um, you know, as always with the Level Up uh, podcast, please let us know. If there's other topics that you're interested in. Um, please let us know. Subscribe wherever you're listening to this and or watching this, subscribe so that you can keep up to date on the topics we're covering. And as always, we really appreciate your 
your feedback, good, bad, indifferent. Um, it helps us to continually bring you guys the content that you're that you're looking for in your career. So look forward to talking with you again soon. Thanks so much. Bye.